Tim, what are you trying to bring? <laughs> Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. Great interview today. We'd like to have you tell who you are. Sure, I'll be glad to do that. Uh, my name is Susan Ogle. I am the president at Positive Tomorrows, uh, which is a uh, social service agency, and our primary our primary program is a private school for children whose families are homeless. How long have so that's uh, what we do? That's awesome. How long is uh, Positive Tomorrows been open? Uh, we we were created in 1989. That was well before my time, but uh, <laughs> basically what, what happened was that back in those days, if a homeless child uh, came, showed up at public school and wanted to enroll, they didn't have proof of residency, they didn't have a shot record, they didn't have birth certificate, and they were turned away. So that was an issue. I mean, people noticed that there was a problem. Kids were being turned away from school. And so there was a group of folks in Oklahoma City that got together, a uh, grant writer from the Oklahoma City Public Schools. Um, Let's see, Junior League, <coughs> uh, Campfire, uh, Neighborhood Services Organization, several nonprofits were involved, some individuals, and um, they found some money uh, through the federal government and uh, to really get us started. And that was how we got kicked off. Um, Where are these people now? Well, they're all scattered around. Some of the agencies are still around and we still partner with them. Um, and, and really at the very beginning, we were a very transitional school. Kids were here for just a matter of days, uh, maybe a couple of weeks while we helped them get all their documents and then, then they moved into uh, public school. But now as you know, over the last 26, 27 years, um, we have gotten to the point where we really stretch that out. We try to keep kids as long as we can. Uh, we want to get them up to speed academically and socially. We want to get the family stable and all of that so that then we can move the children back into public school and they'll do really well. <coughs> yes. How long did that trend, like, I feel like that was a conscious decision. <coughs> yes, it absolutely slowly. was. Well, part of it, there was a change um, about, I've been at Positive Tomorrow's for nine years, and about three years before that, there was really a change in our funding structure, which had to do with No Child Left Behind. When No Child Left Behind was passed, uh, up until that point, we had been getting some federal dollars through the Oklahoma City Public Schools. But no, the No Child Left Behind legislation states specifically that you must, that, that you cannot segregate homeless children based on homelessness. So in the classroom, they have to be mainstreamed with all the other kids. Uh, which I think they were, you know, they're they're trying to make sure that they get treated at least as well as everyone else. But it really causes a problem for us because we tailor things just for what they need. So uh, anyway, it was at that point that we lost the federal funding and we had to kind of sit back and think about what is it that we're really doing? What is it that we're about? Um, you know, we had to strengthen some fundraising and some of that kind of thing. But really, um, in the nine years that I've been here, we have intentionally worked on keeping children until we can get them where we think they need to be. Uh, it can be tough. Children still, um, our families are very mobile and we have sometimes have to work very hard at keeping them and sometimes we don't. Uh, but we want them to be successful in school. We want them to have a really good, a good experience in school because a lot of their parents had a horrible experience. I mean, and even kids that we have, I had a kindergartner one year, um, Came in, he came in in January. And the first thing he said to his teacher was that, I hate school. This is a kindergartner. 
When you went back and looked at his records, we were his fifth school in that school year. So no wonder he hated school. He'd been, you know, bouncing around. And we kept him for the rest of that year. And, you know, and he was really doing very well by the end of it. But that's the kind of thing that we're working for with the children. We want them to have a good experience. We want to help families become stable with income coming in, paying the bills. And then we want them to do really well out in the real world. So that's the plan. That sounds awesome. That's a great plan. <laughs> that's that's what we do. Yes, that's it. That's the plan. So there's so many things to build off that. You said yes. you've been working for nine years. How did you come to work? Well, I um, I had actually, I've worked in nonprofits pretty much my entire career, uh, one place or another. Um, <clears throat> my husband and I, and, the, and we brought our family here in 1993 and was actually, uh, was at that time Deaconess Hospital was nonprofit, and I began working for them and uh, raised money for them. That's kind of been my background. It's been on the fundraising side. Um, we, and I, I spent a couple of years working at City Rescue Mission and kind of became aware of what was going on with the families uh, and got, became aware of Positive Tomorrows at that time. And, you know, just kind of after one thing after another worked out, there was an opening here and they hired me. So that was probably one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. So I've been able to, to do that here. So we love positive news stories. We love cool things. <laughs> yes. Can you tell us some of your favorite just success stories? Sure, I can. I have, there are, you know, people will ask us, it's really hard for us to track long-term because our families are so mobile and there are things we're working on to try and do a better job of that. But, you know, there are, we will run across people anecdotally who um, have, were here years ago. And uh, we have, you know, a young, a young woman, she's uh, probably almost 30 now that I'm thinking about it. But she's, uh, she was, when we first got to know her, she called us, wanted to volunteer. She was uh, working with the police department. Uh, currently, she's now in ministry at a local church, but she had been, a student at Positive Tomorrow's twice um, when she was young and and she said I, I made the decision then that I would own my own home by the time I was 25 and she did <laughs> and she's doing really well there's awesome. you know we hear stories we ran into a young man who's working for DHS and he's working in the same building where he would go with his mom to apply for food stamps wow. and so he's working with these families and they tell him well, you just don't know how it is and he said, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I used to be over there. And so that. But then, you know, we have some families um, right right now. I mean, I can think of a family of five children that uh, were, when I first started, they were probably one of the most um, needy families that we'd ever seen, Most living in the most chaotic circumstances. Uh, very, you know dad and mom had had all kinds of issues there was some addiction involved there there were different things uh, they just didn't want it was just dad didn't want to settle down and so they would be in and out of our program and they'd be gone for a few months and they'd come back and the kids would be out of clothes and they'd be have lice and they'd have other things going on you know there was all kinds of stuff and they were hungry and we'd, we'd have them in school for a while and then they'd disappear again and so this went on for several Taught several, a couple of years, several years probably, uh, you know, and it, we'd end up the next year we'd have another child, you know, they'd kind of be in and out. And uh, eventually mom uh, went to prison for some things that she had done. 
which uh, really was concerning to us because then the kids were left with father who had a, an a active addiction going on. And, you know, eventually uh, DHS did take the children into custody. Um, and the kids, and, and eventually just through things that happened, the kids were um, put up for adopt adoption and there was a family that's adopted all five children. Uh, and it's just the coolest thing in the world because they're doing so well. And they just, they're, um, even when they were students here, they, even in spite of all the stuff they had going on, they had dreams for things that they wanted to do. They had, you know, one of them wanted to be a teacher. I mean, it's just all that stuff. And um, they still come back to see us. The counselor that they had with us at that time is still associated with us and they're gonna come see us here in a few weeks um, over spring break. And that's, it's, you know, and she tells us that when they think about, when they think about Christmases, when they were little, they think about us. You know, they think we, are, we were their family for the longest time because there were things that were so chaotic. So, I mean, these, um, this group of kids, it's just, it, they're just, have been a delight all the way through to work with. Um, we have another young man uh, right now, he's a senior at uh, Classen School of Advanced Studies. And he's, um, he was a student here. He's actually, so we had some difficulties with him at first. He was getting into trouble in the classroom. He was probably a fourth grader, fifth grader maybe. And, um, but the, the, the teacher's aide at the time figured out that what was, the problem with him was that he wasn't being challenged. He was too smart for what was going on. And so she started tutoring him in algebra. And you know, he started giving him extra things to do. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> we were talking about multiplying right before he got Yeah, here, so. there we go. Well, he was doing his algebra. Wow. So he was doing that. And um, she had graduated from class at School of Advanced Studies and went over and talked to the principal and worked with him and I had him apply and he was accepted over there. He's a senior now um, and is on, you know, on a path to graduate from there and go to college and do what's to be a, a psychologist, a child psychologist, I believe. Um, and he comes back now and volunteers with our students. So again, it's, he's, come, he's here at least weekly, maybe a couple times a week, volunteers with our kiddos and does a great job. So um, those are the kinds of things that we see uh, and it, it really warm, warms my heart. I know it does for all the staff too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's all very of cool the stories. stories. Yes. Yeah, they were, they were <laughs> that's amazing. right. That's right. So uh, I know I heard a rumor about a building. Yeah, yeah. We have part of the thing that's going on with us in this building. We have room for max seventy-four kids. Uh, that's all. I couldn't squeeze in another child here if I wanted to because we tried. <laughs> we tried, and I mean, we just don't have the room. And uh, yet, we turn away children. Um, Year, every year we turn, I believe so far this school year we've turned away about 60 children. Uh, last year we turned away about 100. And those are the kinds of things that, because we just don't have room and, and some of the other resources that we need to be able to serve all the kids that, that we'd, we'd like to. Um, and we don't really even market ourselves, you know, we don't really have to because uh, there are so many children out there that need our services. Uh, this new building that we're in the process of raising money for, uh, 
We're, will allow us to double the number of children that we serve to 140. It will give us a gym, it will give us a, a real cafeteria, it will give us a lot of things that we really need. Um, and we've got, we're just <laughs> so excited about it. You know, the teachers can hardly believe it's true. We have one staff restroom for 30 staff people, wow. which is not enough. <laughs> so the staff's really excited about having one more than one bathroom, so that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, it's just, we've, we've really just squeezed along as well as we can. And, in a situation that we just didn't have very many resources. So we have about another million dollars we need to raise. Uh, we're very close, the plans are all done. Um, and we're hoping to break ground uh, early, late spring, early summer. That's sort of where we are, but we're really excited about that. That leads us to the next two questions. Uh -huh. well, real quick before we get there, if they, yeah. people want to donate to, yes. how, how could they get there? Well, they can. Um, yes. Okay. okay. Excellent. We, you can donate online. Go to our webpage, positivetomorrows.org. That's there's a donate button there. You can, or you can send a check uh, to us, uh, PO Box six one one nine zero, here in Oklahoma City, and the zip code is seven three one four six. Or call us, and we'll tell you how. There's just a lot of different ways that we can do it. We actually didn't tell you this before we started, but we we sell T-shirts. Ah. Oh, okay. And great. we donate all the proceeds to. Sexual assault prevention, uh -huh. suicide prevention, yes. you all. Okay, great. Yes. So buy a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that'll help. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Um, talk about rumors. There was a basketball player. Yes. We're in Oklahoma. Yes. Kevin yes. Yes. We've heard about his donation. Uh -huh. Do you want to expand on yes. that? Well, sure. Um, you know, Kevin. Um, it's, it, this, this is really interesting because we have some people who are, you know, all down on Kevin Durant, but not us. <laughs> we, we love Kevin. I mean, and he still, he still is connected to us. Um, he's, he's got a lot of things on his plate, of course, but he's, he's really, I know that, that we're important to him. Um, he, he initially came out, the first time he came out uh, a few years ago was um, he brought shoes. He brought his, his tennis shoes, his basketball shoes. Better watch out what I say. He's brought his basketball shoes for, and he had them sized for each of our students in, in the school, right sizes, and he had a pair of socks for each child. And so they came out at Christmas time and um, gave all those shoes to, to our children. And I'll never forget watching Kevin Durant crawl around on the floor with those kids putting shoes and socks on the feet of our children. He, um, you know, some of those feet were pretty stinky, but he helped put new socks on them, tied their shoes up. He, you know, from classroom to classroom, he was helping to do that. Um, so that was, that was just a really cool thing. That so is, that's, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's I very mean, cool. To have one of the best basketball players in the world, you know, socks and shoes on Shoes your on your kids. Well, yes, it was very cool. That's a story cool. to tell, for sure. <laughs> a big old guy crawling around the floor of our kindergarten room. I just, yeah. Um, so I think there was one year he brought uh, Christmas gifts for all the kids. I mean, there was some, that's sort of how it got started. And then um, one year we were needing some funding to uh, build out, to do some things in our kitchen so that we could actually move our cafeteria over there and open up this classroom that we're in. This used to be our classroom, uh, but one needed to add another class and we needed to do some things with our cafeteria. And he gave us $35,000 that enabled us to do that. So we have, you know, have a, a larger, nicer place for the kids to eat. We were able to add a new classroom. 
And then as we began to talk about building campaign, he gave us another $57,000 to help us finish out what we needed to do to purchase the property. So he helped us buy that property. And now since then with our capital campaign, he has made, he has pledged to give us another $100,000 to um, uh, name the special ed classroom. So that's sort of where we are with Kevin right now. And we're sort just of, thrilled. that's like 10 we're things. <laughs> we're, thr we're thrilled to have the relationship with him, even as he's gone on. Um, both the $57,000 was given after he left, after he left Oklahoma City, and uh, still is committed to, to what we're doing here. It's a nice little fun fact right there yeah. for people that don't know. Kevin Durant still invested in Oklahoma yes, City right. after he left. So maybe we can stop <laughs> the hate right. a little bit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Tim, do you have anything else? I think we're out of questions here. Uh, my favorite question yeah. for every interview, do you have a favorite quote? Ooh, I have, I have a quote. It's actually up on the wall of my office. It's from the Bible. It's from Proverbs 31, verses 6 to 8. And it says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of those who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. And that's what we do here. That's what I do personally. And so um, that's what it's all about. Not just talking to talk, but walking. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's right. Well, this is awesome. Hopefully this interview will help you with the building campaign. Keep doing all the positive all right. Oh, things. yeah, we're on it. We're on it. We appreciate what you do. And yeah, we're out. Okay. Stay positive. Thank you.